1: And guests. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute time. Quiet, all of you, they're approaching the Jurassic Station. I'm Brad. and Dave. And on this episode, we're discussing 49 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, and Jurassicpedia, David, this episode's going to be posted out on uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, depending where in the world you are. Uh, US listeners will probably most likely be Christmas Eve, so a little uh, Christmas holiday bonus for you, uh, another episode and uh we probably should just take this opportunity to thank everyone for listening for the year we hope you are enjoying the show happy holidays stay safe and um we'll continue on into 2021 hopefully a much better year
0: hopefully yes <laughs> i'm i'm just going to i think i'm not gonna expect a good year i'm just going to cautiously walk in tiptoe around and try not to break anything
1: it's going to be it's going to be a year of ups and downs uh for all sorts of different things but as you said just going off the least of expectations um <laughs> like the the news that um Warner Brothers is putting all their stuff on HBO Max it's coming out in 2021's a bit of a uh bummer for the movie industry and we're going to see what happens with that because it's going to affect dominion maybe in the future as well so
0: well, apparently, Legendary is not happy that they're doing it because they did not. Warner Brothers did not tell them Uh-oh. they were going to be putting King Kong versus Godzilla on live stream.
1: Has that already come out? What's that? H- have they released that yet?
0: No, no, that's supposed to be released. <gasps> excuse me, um, <laughs> sometime next year.
1: Okay, I just seen a couple of movie podcasts have an episode out about it. i thought it might have come out but they might be talking about it going to streaming
0: no they did a they showed off a sizzle reel Ah. at um some kind of investors convention and disney also uh was there as well and they had they announced 10 new star wars shows so i'm (laughs) very happy about that (laughs) but yeah
1: yeah i was going to briefly mention it is uh it is christmas which is also uh Disney time, <laughs> or Star Wars yes. time, um, some interesting stuff coming out, I'm, I, it's a shame I've got to wait three years for the next film, but uh, there's going to be a lot of TV in between now and then, hopefully they can all get, get straight into production and get this stuff made, because some of it looks pretty good, so of course this is, uh, we pre-record this a week early, just so we uh, don't have to work over the Christmas period, uh, so we don't know what Santa's left us under the stocking, under the Christmas tree, but uh, when we come back for the December issue of Jurassic Minutes, we'll uh, we'll talk about all the Jurassic goodness that we've got over the Christmas
0: break. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is a phase one
2: real world. Bring everyone in. This is a phase one real world. I repeat, this is a phase one. Bring everyone back
1: in. Okay, heading over to jurassic com for... No, it's not. Why have I got that there? (laughs) Heading over to uh, InternetMovieFirearmsDatabase.com quickly again. um, We have a little reference, a little article here on the M134 minigun. uh, Name dropped by Owen at the start of minute 49. Um, The famous minigun, seen in a lot of films, uh, famously modified so that... uh, uh, Held by Jesse Ventura in the uh, film, got fired a couple of times, and Bill Duke got to uh, unload all that ordnance on that poor little um, Panora- Panama... jungle in Panama, also. Uh, and then again, modified for uh, Terminator 2, where Arnold gets to uh, help level Cybernine systems.
0: <laughs> in a fantastic now, scene so that, there. That was a fun one.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will uh, say, Terminator 2 is still one of my favorite movies ever
1: mm it just it still holds up so well and that's that's james James Cameron. I don't think he's made a film uh that I don't like <laughs> which i I have hopes for avatar 2 if it finally
0: comes even
1: though a lot of people don't
0: i I do too actually i mean <laughs> I was big into it like I said last season I remember sorry last episode um I I am going to gingerly walk into 2020 i was going to add kind of like I did walking into Avatar, where I <laughs> didn't really have any expectations, good or bad, and I came out loving it. Oh. So if I come out loving 2021, so be it. <laughs> uh,
1: no, nah, after, uh, after Vietnam, a lot of uh, military helicopters that were using M60 door guns at the time were updated to uh, to the miniguns. In uh, Jurassic World, we get it later on uh, mounted to uh, Masurani's Uh, or to the tour helicopter whichever whichever Um, interesting enough when it fires and we'll get to it when we get to it but uh, it's actually the sound of the Browning M2 50 calibre rifle that's actually firing so I can't wait to get back to hear that because the minigun's got a quite distinctive sound yeah sound on it also the one the film's missing it's flash suppressor as well which of course when we get that aerial shot of them firing down on the Indominus we get that muzzle flare that muzzle flash coming off it um, and there's also a, uh, a bit of concept art here with that Browning M2 in the uh, helicopter shooting down at the uh, at the end almost bit of an animatic shot. So thank you,
0: Trace. Fun <laughs> fact about about uh, those tracer rounds: those are usually like every other, every, every like every two uh, bullet that's actually being shot out. So when you're watching a, like a war movie and you see the tracer rounds, which are the rounds that flash. That's actually like every other bullet, or every two or three bullets that are coming out of that gun.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on it depends on the weapon. I know. Um, uh, so like your your um, lower rate of fire, you're gonna have a lot the the white phosphor rounds a lot closer together. Mm-hmm. But when these these miniguns are shooting a thousand rounds a minute or whatever a stupid amount <laughs> it, it actually fires, uh, you'd have the tracer every 10, 20, 30 and um, still be able to lay, lay some pretty devastating fire down on our target. Which, when you have animals as big as you do in uh, Jurassic World, something like this is probably... Well, it, it should stop it if you had a competent team. <laughs> um, a well-armed shot with a uh, 50 cal 2 would do the job, but plot dictates she has to survive <laughs> and cause as much havoc as possible, so... Well, um, We'll lay in wait until we get to those uh, later minutes where they bolt this thing to Jurassic World 0-1 and uh, go after her. Evacuate the island. We'd never reopen. Dave, ready to get into minute 49?
2: Sure. As of minute 48 of Jurassic World, ACU had been completely decimated by an Indominus and possibly completely wiped out, although we don't see it. Owen tells Mazrani and Claire, ACU has the ability to use live ammunition and as we open on minute 49, Owen says, you have an M134 in your armoury, put it on a chopper and smoke this thing. Claire retorts, we have families here, I'm not going to turn this place into some kind of war zone. You already have. Claire tells Owen, Mr. Grady, if you can't help, there's no reason to be there. in frustration. Owen clears Larry's dinosaur display from his console. A perfect system, <laughs> At the 18-second mark, as the music intensifies, Owen stops next to Masrani and says, I'd have a word with the people in your lab. That thing out there, it ain't no dinosaur. At the 31-second mark, Owen enters the elevator and disappears just as he arrived. Back in the control room, suddenly the radio chatter picks up after being quiet and Claire looks at all the monitors showing views of the park. At the 44 second mark, after having a look at the crowd count on the computer, she says, OK, I'm going to close everything north of the resort. This is a phase one real world, bring everybody in. Now as the minute ends, we cut to a view of a hillside in Hawaii as a monorail makes its way towards the glint the gyrosphere station.
1: Uh, as we end the last minute, I was telling Mazrani and Claire that uh, ACU has the authority to use live ammunition in an emergency situation. And as we open on minute 49, we get the rest of, uh, of the comment or where it was going. You have an M134 in your armoury. Put, chap- put it on a chopper and smoke this thing. Which is probably a little bit of a uh, over-eager over military talk there. Smoke it. Um <laughs> stop it or something like that, you probably wouldn't have got the look from Vivian and Larry after he says it if he just says, put on the chopper and stop this thing instead of smoking it um, but, <laughs> but it does make me wonder, is and we talked about this when we had uh, Hamada come on the scene, if he's actual head of ACU or if there's someone above him um, and who would have control of the armory, supposedly or well, you'd imagine Hoskins isn't there all the time, so he's and he's mm-hmm. more in-gen security where there's a couple um, high-ranking uh, ACU troopers that have access to the armory and the live ammunition depot <laughs> well, magazine.
0: The other thing is, is that Hoskins was head of the um, engine security force. He wasn't actually head of the ACU. No, no. So I assume that whoever is in charge of the ACU... And Hoskins would probably also have um, access to the Armory being in charge of security. But I imagine that the head of ACU is probably on site more often and would probably be the guy in charge of that kind of stuff. You
2: know. I'd have to look. I was under
1: the impression most of them were carrying 9mms on their hip in a holster. You'd think security, even though it's a theme park, Um, you'd think there'd be some security, armed security on site.
0: Not necessarily. I mean, you. I'm sure that security has access to arms, but I'm imagining it's probably more like Disney World, where there's security, but they're not armed, and if there's a situation where they need to be armed, they'll get the arms, but most of the time, they're probably just going to be dealing with a drunken guest, where... (laughs) two strong guys can just drag them out of the bar and stick them in the holding for how until his wife picks him up or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of drunken Homer
2: itch should scratch your land <laughs> I uh,
0: am the raptor queen. <laughs> 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 Somebody drank the chlorinated order. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yep.
1: The real comparison there, Disneyland and any um, the main main tourist attractions, whether they got armed security, but it'd most likely be there'd be a team of people they could get tasers pretty quick and taser anyone that's violent. I think too, depending on the time, the time, but this year taking place around uh, 2015. I could only imagine back in 2005 when it opened, things might have been a little bit more uh, security conscious. Um, Guessing that 9/11 happened in this world, although you're not sort of on the continent or US, so maybe, maybe being national, it's not not as bad.
0: Well, I'd imagine that after um, everything that went down with uh, San Diego, that they probably wanted to allow the uh, public to feel like, okay, if there's anything that goes wrong, they'll handle it right away. They don't, they, they don't, they don't want anybody thinking they're going to go to Jurassic Park and get, as what we fans would probably call the Jurassic Park experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but
1: then we do have Karen at the start of the film telling the boys if something chases them, run.
0: (laughs) Well, like I said, I mean, I'm sure the public is very, very well aware of the San Diego incident. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
1: possibly the Jurassic Park incident as well. I'm sure uh, I'm sure after the San Diego incident, Malcolm was out there. Hey, I was right. <laughs> I was right. And then we get uh, getting back to the minute uh, Claire uh, overracks a little bit here. Um, we have families here I'm not going to turn this place into some kind of a war zone. It's one it's one gun, it's one animal. It hasn't got to the facilities, the resort yet. You want to stop this animal before it gets to the resort because uh, things will get real bad real quick but Owen does counter there saying that you already have, which is a bit of a one-sided war zone. <laughs> she hasn't taken much damage.
0: <laughs> well, a war would imply that either, cha- either side has a chance of winning. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> and now I'm just thinking of uh, Godzilla 97.
0: <laughs> You've done more damage than <laughs> I thought you had a lot. <laughs> oh, let's just see. I imagine the the Apache helicopters blowing a hole through the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Guy puts his key card in and he opens the door and his room's gone. <laughs> uh, housekeeping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I can just imagine when the ACU were going after the Yom you'd just seen them hitting trees with shock prods and <laughs> all the uh, all the electricity darts are going into trees and actually hitting her or bouncing off, off her armour. But at least, at least they're a little bit more capable than the uh, <laughs> the US military was in that film anyway. Claire continues. Uh, uh, she continues the sort of I'm-in-charge mentality. Mr. Grady, if you're not going to help, there's no reason for you to be here. He's He's been trying to help. He's... he's trying to tell them what's going on maybe he's being a bit aggressive or a bit loud about it um, but Maserati's bottled up he's, he doesn't know what to do and she's just trying to uh, trying to work something out and doesn't want to hear him talk anymore which is a shame In and then out of frustration or anger, Alan uh, swings his arms and pretty much completely clears Lowry's console of its dinosaurs <laughs> as they go scattering across the floor and um, he makes for the door as Claire looks on um, and he, as he gets to Masrani, he stops. I'd have a word with your people in the lab. That thing out there, it ain't no dinosaur. Which, yes, he knows now that it's been um, genetically constructed. But uh, even if it was just a dinosaur already doing this stuff as well, um, if it'd been poorly treated, it could have been doing all the same stuff that Indominus is now, just without the uh, the smarts. Well, or well, could be with the smarts. There's, there's a lot of animals we haven't seen these films yet, so we don't really know what the behaviour's like.
0: I've seen fans use that as kind of a explanation for why the Raptors act the way they do in the first movie because they are thrown eight of them are thrown into this tiny little like 50 by 40 foot uh pen and then they're expected to get along and they clearly don't because they're there's eight animals in this small space that they aren't just not they're just not <laughs> they need they need their personal mm. space you know. Well, that's yeah, yeah. and they and they can't get it in that small little space that they're stuck in, and they're treated like monsters, so they kind of act like mm. monsters, you know.
1: Yeah, you get you get five or six dogs all together and drop one sausage on the ground, or um, even just have the dogs sort of one dog getting the pat and the other dogs being a bit territorial or something like that but
0: well, i mean like my dad likes to say you put you put a pope and uh, you put a pope and uh, you put the pope and you put um the rab a rabbi and you put an uh, uh, what was it oh uh, gandhi together in a room <laughs> together and lock him in there for a week Some, somebody's gonna punch somebody
1: <laughs> well, that's a good one but even with what we know in the future with um supposedly animals from sauna being captured and brought over you imagine if they had a pack of raptors wild raptors that they will trying to uh, trying to tame or trying to do something, whatever with on the island and they got out and it just again just it would be just feral feral carnage attacking whatever moves vicious, viciousness but as uh, Owen walks for the elevator we get the music start to intensify once again and Owen Grady leaves just as he arrives looking cool with the elevator doors closing in front of him <laughs>
0: I almost kind of half wonder if that's just the opening shot to the to that him entering and just reversing the footage.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I wonder if he's got a little uh, little cross on the ground he walks and stands on to turn around so the doors don't close on his nose, Maxwell Smart style. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I do like how he knocks over Lowry's entire little dinosaur lineup there, and Lowry just throws his hands up in the exp- expiration. <laughs>
1: Especially with everything is telling Claire at the start how it's perfect system, <laughs> everything and everything that has it in its own order and all that sort of stuff.
0: And the system has <laughs> collapsed. Uh, yes,
1: it wasn't a <laughs> wasn't a Coke <laughs> this time, or whatever was in that uh, soda soda container. Um, we cut back to Claire as she thinks for a minute and went in silence uh, and then we start to get the radio chatter come back into the room which had pretty much disappeared um, in the previous minute uh, much of it being overlaid gibberish but we can hear, uh, are we proceeding so maybe that's uh, another ACU team or I'll take um, I'll take background so a bit of stuff there that doesn't really make much sense but uh, they must have several channels all talking at once which making, always making it confusing but as the radio chatter continues, we get a close-up shot of the uh, big screen and all the various park camera feeds showing guests walking around in the park. Which they um, they did film some shots at was it Disneyland or Orlando where they actually had a park open. They were getting uh, getting some footage for these these screens, um, so it wasn't just act- extras. This was actually people at uh, at a park visiting.
0: I'm not sure. Off to Google. I'd imagine they'd probably go to Orlando because I mean that's Universal's or or not Orlando, but yeah, either um, Universal Studios Hollywood or Orlando just to like grab the footage because I mean Universal owns the parks.
1: Yeah, we talked we talked a few minutes ago about um, about Colin. Expecting the control room at the Universal Orlando to be bigger, and it's just two guys in a room <laughs> with some screens. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing they got the uh, some camera feeds from there as well.
0: Speaking of the radio chatter, we did kind of skip over the fact that Camp Camp, the first season of Camp Cretaceous, runs concurrent to this movie, and there's the moment where ACU is being sh- wrecked by the. Um, Indominus Rex, and we get, and we we get um, what was her name? I remember Dave's name, I can't remember her name. She over with a B.
1: I haven't rewatched really it, so I've probably forgotten the yeah. Um, oh.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, the uh, the camp the counselors open up the uh cabinet where the radios are being held in the control uh, in the control building. And all we hear is the chatter of the ACU being slaughtered, and then just silence. That's kind of freaky.
1: (laughs) It's nice having those little things just to tie it in, tie each other in, and uh, where one's taken part, uh, taken place, uh, and the progression of the other film as well.
0: Well, in a way, hearing it. And imagine your brain filling in what is happening is almost worse than actually seeing what happened itself, you know? Well, how
1: many horror movies, again, come back to Aliens and that as well, but a lot of other stuff where you got someone talking on a phone or over a radio and then you just hear the screams, the the whatever animal sounds attacking it, um, all -hmm. that sort of stuff. And most of the time... uh, either to save on the, the gore or the, the raiding and that sort of stuff. You hear the attack through the phone or through the radio and not actually see it, and it's left in imagination.
0: Oh well, yeah, I mean, well, you mentioned aliens, and that's kind of a perfect example because, I mean, we mostly just see the reaction of the officers in that tank, and we don't really see much of the aliens actually attacking and kidnapping any of the Marines. Mm. know so we get that kind of your mind filling in the blank of what's actually happening as all we hear is gunfire and the aliens screaming yeah you know yeah
1: and we we sort of touched on this back when we were talking about bruce the shark and spielberg and that animatronics sinking to the bottom of the the thing like a lot of (laughs) a lot of these older films needing to uh take what they had and doing little cheats here and there because they only had enough money for one guy in a suit or a couple of buckets of fake blood it's not like now where um you can just cgi cut and copy blood spurts and squibs on someone or just have mm-hmm. a, a trail of blood like the uh what we got uh, last minute with the blood falling out of the tree on the camera yeah
0: and even then i mean i do recall them saying that the blood effects actually had to be toned down on the Indominus herself during the scene in the last episode, just because, or in the last couple episodes, just because the PG, PG 13 rating wouldn't allow them to get away with that much blood
1: on a fictional animal.
0: On a 100% CGI animal.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yep. Which kind of reminds me is funny that the, um, that, Actually, the um, third part of The Hobbit, the extended edition, is rated R because there's a moment of a CGI war chariot <laughs> decapitating six CGI trolls, wow. and the blood kind of squirting out. I'm like, really? That deserves the R rating?
1: <laughs> it's, it'd be Black, black Blood die, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah. It's still, though. I mean, it's like, really? That's what the MPAA decides is R-worthy?
1: Well, that must be just the time, timing again game, because, of course, Return of the King, you've got heads being catapulted over walls. you got <laughs> pretty much whenever a sword goes into a troll, an orc, it comes out with a trail of black blood behind it.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I, I forgot about the decapitated heads being... Being catapulted into Minas Tirith—that—that that is a lot worse. And those were actually head props; those were actually real props. They weren't just CGI.
1: Yeah, and well, it's not just the—you see, helmets flying through the ground. You actually see them hit the ground and roll, <laughs> roll around until yeah. Facebook looks up. It. Uh,
0: yeah, you actually see their the faces on the props.
1: Oh, I'm not going to go Google, but I'm sure they're the first three in the trilogy aren't PG? Are they? Don't have to be mc-17 or something just just for just for all that sort of stuff but not R and yeah that's weird
0: the thing the weird thing is though is it doesn't that scene in return of the king doesn't actually show blood which seems to be the deciding factor in the r rating which is strange to me because i mean you can do so much worse things without blood
1: well we see it all the time. Wolverine's Claws being a prime example where he stabs people and pulls them out and there's no blood on but there's even swords sort of your your samurai films and that sort of stuff where you have someone getting stabbed by a sword and pulling out Mm -hmm. and there's no blood on the sword at all even though the guy's clutching his waist and ah, dying (laughs)
0: Uh
1: -uh. that, that twist and turn that um, they have to, the hoops they have to jump through to get a movie made and get the rating for <laughs> exactly, it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so weird that blood would be the deciding factor, and not, like, say, I mean, as they say, there are things much worse than death, you know. Mm. I mean, I could, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say this on the air, but I could think of a thing, a lot worse things to do to a person than just stabbing them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well. Take a pick of any horror movie because it's it's pretty much all been done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think. I know there's been a lot of instances where the the whole ratings thing has had to change because a movie came out. Like uh, Spielberg had one. It wasn't Jaws, was it? Like Jaws was supposed to be G and it, made, it was made PG.
0: No, Jaws was originally R. Oh, okay. And edited into being PG. And, actually, so is Poltergeist. Might be Gremlins. Oh, I no. know Gremlins was one of the movies that kind of forced the MPAA to create the um, oh. PG-13 rating along with uh, Temple of Doom.
1: Yeah, that's it. I was about to say the heart rip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That one freaked me out <laughs> as a kid. <laughs>
1: oh. It's it's the one I've watched the most and it's still my favorite even though I know the one that was better. Uh,
0: I I had to take a break from the movie when he when these uh, when standing there with the flaming heart in his hand. I'm like, yeah, okay, give me a breather here for about five minutes.
1: I'm gonna go get a drink.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: Anyway, back to Jurassic World. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also get the uh, the daily guest count, 21,216 on the board there, and we get another number below that. Gyrosphere users 48, so I'm guessing that's, there's 48 Gyrospheres out and not counting how many people actually using them, because there might be some that have only got one person in, some that uh, are doubled up, but that'll come uh they'll come back next minute when we actually get to gyrosphere valley because there's a lot more than 48 people waiting in line <laughs> at that, that, that platform
0: another thing to consider with the, like the guest count is that you i'm sure there's probably people coming and going throughout the throughout the day i mean that's how disney world is where you may show up there at six o'clock in the in the, in the afternoon and leave at like 9 a.m five days later you know mm
1: yeah well they'd have to sure they're getting scanned in and out at the ferry terminal or something when they're on island off island leaving coming
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not just when they get into the new Blair Hilton and check out otherwise their are their visitor counting systems out of whack <laughs> uh, and all we well do get people left behind so um, uh, Claire finally acts, okay I'm going to close everything north of the resort Maserone has a worried look on his face as she says it um, and makes to to leave the room um, maybe not too impressed or scared that she's doing this but uh, she continues this is a phase one real world bring everyone in and Vivian touches her earpiece and repeats what Claire just said into the radio but adds uh, bring everyone back in so
0: I assume real world would probably refer to it's a better way than saying the cliched this is not a drill
1: well, surely the amount of times there's been this is just a drill over the PA or we have we have various uh, fire alarm, just fire alarm tests at work and they get on there before it and say this is a drill mm-hmm. and even when the fire alarm does go off, we're on the radio, Is <laughs> did someone set it off or what's <laughs> what's going on, are we evacuating, um, and then much to my regret we have to, uh, but that's a different story. Yeah, I definitely yeah, real world is um this is this is no joke, this is this is something that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um on the bring everyone in, I've always thought that was calling for backup. <laughs> we need we need engine security, we need everyone here. Um but it's only when um sort of Vivian ads bring everyone back in and what we get with the uh with the gyrosphere is next, it's not we're bringing all the all the visitors in. Mm-hmm. This is this is another scene where Vivian's just on the radio, repeating what Claire's saying. It's like she's she's the voice of the control room, um, or her station is anyway.
0: She could be like, if Claire's not there, she go she's the one who gives the orders over the radio. Radio, and when Claire is there, she's the one that Claire directs to give the orders over the radio. You know.
1: Yeah, it's a criticism I'm going to bring up later when uh, when Wu finally returns to the film um, of not being with some characters for a long time. But even here, we've seen from the shots where we've come in and out of the control room, there's, there's a good probably 15, 20 people in this room, and we only see three of them, or, or two of them, the actual control room staff. Where you go back to Jurassic Park, we had Arnold, we had Nedry, and sometimes Muldoon, if you're sitting there watching the tour, go on closely. We sort of knew what the jobs were, but here it's sort of just, we've got all these people in here, running the park, but not knowing what they run. (laughs) And as the minute ends, the intense music sort of fades out as we once again cut back to the monorail, moving along the stunning section of Hawaii. We can just make out the, the gyrosphere station further along in the valley but uh, some guests must have been dropped off because uh, the, the uh, monorail's returning to the lagoon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. Mm.
1: Anything else on that before we get novel comparisons?
0: Uh, no, I think we're good.
1: All right. Uh, in the novel, Alan doesn't say there's an M134 in the armory and said, there's a minigun in the armory, send up a chopper and use infrared to find her. So, again, a little bit different, a little bit tamer. After Claire tells him to get out, he replies, I don't need to be in here to help. Um, so he's obviously going to do something else although when we see him next he's just wandering the innovation center so unless he's going to try yelling and... at people yeah well i wonder if he was going to go and try and find uh a microphone <laughs> start start malcoming get out <laughs> run <laughs> um there's uh there's no knocking of uh, lowry's dinosaurs off the console uh claire looks back at the screens and uh, that shouldn't be spasms, and asks, what's the live count? Of course she does. Oh, uh, Claire looks back at the screens and asks, what's the live count? And Larry taps his keyboard. 20,857, so a bit of a different number there. Uh, Claire looks at Maserani and says, I have to close everything north of the resort. Maserani nods. He doesn't like it, but they have no choice, so we, we don't get that in the film. She just uh, She just acts... To, uh, to close that area of the park down. Uh, Clegg gives a command. Everyone in the control room goes to work sending out alerts just as uh, they'd practiced. Everyone on the island who was north of the resort area had to be brought into the resort immediately, including Zach and Gray, which is where we cut to next. But that's minute 49. Dave, how about we get out of here for the week?
0: All right.